Hello, and welcome to Locked On Baylor. I am Corey Boney, fellow Baylor Bear, and your host for Locked On Baylor, a daily podcast dedicated to Baylor Bear fans around the globe. And in today's episode, we are going to recap the game that was Baylor versus Oklahoma Sooners. And it was a tale of two halves. It was a roller coaster of emotion, and unfortunately, this time, the Baylor Bears were a little short in coming out with a victory and remaining undefeated, but we have a lot in store for, for in the future, and we'll get towards all that later on in the week. Today, it's all about recapping what was, and that was game day was awesome at McLean Stadium, third time. There's only a handful of programs I can say that for the past 10 years, and your Baylor Bears are one of them, and I think it was a success. It was a great day all all day long, and it was electric, and we're going to talk about it more. But before we get into all that, I'd like to say thank to thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you so much. You keep on making this podcast grow, and it wouldn't be possible without each and every one of you. So thank you so much. Make sure to let all your Baylor fans know that there is a daily podcast dedicated to Baylor Athletics with Locked On Baylor, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In the Locked On Podcast Network, you can find all of your favorite show uh, podcasts for all your favorite teams, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. It's all there, including your Baylor Bears. So thank you so much. Uh, now let's get into the nitty gritty and a little bit of housekeeping. We have a lot of Baylor in store for this week it is chock full of ranked matchups, starting with your Lady Bears on Tuesday are going to take the South Florida uh, number 22 in the nation, South Florida at 7 p.m. at the Farrell Center. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to that. My wife's going to be out of town, so I'm going to head over to that. Support the Lady Bears. Should be an awesome game. Looking to see what a top 25 matchup looks like with your Lady Bears. And yeah, it's it's a, it's it's at home. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. But it's not going to stop there. We, on Wednesday, we have a whiteout versus the Texas Longhorns for your Baylor Volleyball it's going to be at the Farrell Center. It's a rematch. It's one versus three, and the Lady uh, Baylor Volleyball is looking to avenge their loss in Austin about a month ago. So it's a huge game. I've been to multiple games. Unfortunately, I'm actually going to be Austin uh, that Wednesday night going to an Incubus ACL recording. Pretty pumped about that, but I've been to these games, and they are really fun, really fun. So if you have time on a Wednesday, if you don't have anything to go, I would highly suggest going. It is a whiteout, so make sure to wear your white. And uh, then Thursday rolls around, and the Baylor men's basketball is taking on Ohio um, at home at the Farrell Center, and that is on Thursday at, let's see here, that's Thursday at 3.30. Oh, I did not realize it was that early. Yeah, so 3.30 afternoon game for your Baylor Bears, and they're taking on Ohio, who is 3-1 on the season. Um, so looks to keep the ball rolling for your men's who bounce back versus Texas State. We'll talk about that game a little bit too real quick. That was, uh, you know what, uh, Texas State came to play. Uh, they made it close. They went on runs, but your Baylor Bears, uh, they kept it. They, they kept grinding, and they were able to get the W out. And then there is a time for Saturday. We have no, there's no rest for the weary. Yes, we lost our first game of the season, but we have a huge task. We beat the Longhorns on Saturday at 2.30. We will be in the uh, the Big 12 championship game. So 
it's a huge game. It's not it's not winner winner. It's not all the marbles, but I would love nothing more. It would be it would be so huge for our program to just take take off the Longhorns, keep them down. They lost to Iowa State, so with them losing to a last man field goal versus Iowa State, the door is really really open for your Baylor Bears to go to the Big Twelve championship game. Basically, just win one of the next two, and we are in. But I would love, I would love to beat the Longhorns, and I think I really do. I, I feel like we can, but like I said, we have all week long to talk about that game. This week, let's just talk real quick about game day and how awesome the environment was. I went there from the early morning, and it was chilly. The signs were awesome. The the, the World War II sign was great. There was a Oregon Trail um, <laughs> crossing the Brazos uh, sign that I saw. Uh, there was a guy that had a sign that said, uh, the, um, I just broke up with my girlfriend, and that was a quality loss, which is ooh, a, little, a little TMI, but it was clever. I like it, uh, but it was great, it, and the atmosphere was great. Uh, Pat McAfee jumping into the the um, <laughs> the, the Brazos, the... Uh, that guy's crazy. I mean, it was just it was just great. It was great. Uh, there was lots of boats out. It was chilly, but there was lots of boats. There was even one guy in a... Um, a jet ski, which wow, uh, tailgating was awesome. Tailgame, everyone was out there for tailgame. Tailgame was in force. So, and then the crowd, the crowd from the start of the game to the end of the game was amazing, and it was one of the best crowds I've ever been a part of at a Baylor sporting event. And man, we'll talk about it when we get into the game. But I mean, it it was it was definitely something special to be a part of. Even though it ended up with a loss, it was definitely something that I will always remember. Remember, and I was just telling uh, my wife, I was telling some friends. I mean, you can't take this for granted. Game day doesn't come to places all that often, and we don't know when the next time they'll be. Hopefully, it's it's in the near future, and and we keep on rolling. But you got to you got to uh, you got to um, you got to make sure you cherish it, experience it, and just have a great time. And that and that is what we did. Uh, it was, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Really, really wish we could have come out with the victory, but we're going to get into all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Stay locked on Baylor. We'll start recapping Baylor versus Oklahoma. Stay locked on Baylor. Sickleberries. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, now it's time to get into the game. Your Baylor Bears lost to the Oklahoma State soon. Uh, excuse me, Oklahoma Sooners, thirty-four to thirty-one. And man, huh, if you can't tell by my voice, I didn't even know. I, I definitely couldn't re- record. I wanted to record this on Sunday. My voice was completely gone. I don't know about all of y'all. The whole second half, I was I was yelling. I was yelling the entire second half. But we're gonna start off with the stats. We'll get into all everything. It was a. Uh, it was a. It was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. We're going to go down. Charlie Brewer threw for 194 yards. He was 18 of 29, two touchdowns, one interception, and also was 
rushed for 67 yards, uh, 65 yards on 17 attention, two uh, touchdowns. Denzel Mims uh, almost at the 100-yard mark, receiving at 92 yards, six receptions, two touchdowns. And then for Oklahoma Sooners, your Jalen Hurts, 297 yards, 30 of 42, four touchdowns, one interceptions. He rushed for 114 yards on 27 attempts. Ugh, man, man. Total yards, uh, Baylor was at 307 with Oklahoma at 525. Oklahoma had seven penalties for six six yards. Bears only one penalty for 10 yards. And let's just get into the first half. It was a beautiful display of football. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, just from the 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 beginning, start off. We have a little bit of a run, uh, and we ended up having to punt at the thirty-five four yard line. We pinned them back, and we they drove a little bit. And actually, Oklahoma gets on the board first. They kick a pretty good size field goal, thirty-nine yards. And you're like, okay, you know, Ben, don't break. Uh, they had a couple big plays uh, on that first possession, and I was just. You know, I was like, whenever, whenever we have our first defensive stand, and it's just, it's either nothing or three points. I feel, I feel really great about the game, and it's, it's, it's worked for so far. Then we get the ball back, and we just Charlie just goes. I mean, he he hits Chris Platt. He scampers. It seems like every other play, it was Chris uh, uh, Charlie Brewer just scampering for some more yards. Uh, he hit Sneed. He hit Lovett, and it was just everyone was getting involved. Everyone was getting involved, and Charlie rushed in for an easy touchdown, and we're up. We're up. And I'm like, okay, all right. That's all right. And then uh, we we hold them out, and then we hold Oklahoma three and out. Our defense was just playing lights out. Our, there was, it was so so beautiful to watch. And then we just don't miss a beat. Mims gets, get, gets hit in stride for a huge touchdown, and it was amazing. And... I mean, at that point, the game, the, the the stadium was just going insane, insane. I mean, there was just nothing that that we could do wrong. I mean, our offense was just clicking on beyond all cylinders, and and it was just another it was another stalled out drive for Oklahoma. We keep it going, and then when it really started to get crazy, was just uh, when uh, we were intercepted and. Uh, and uh, Graylin Arnold runs it back like all the way at ten, and we score that quick touchdown again. I'm just like, man, it was just it was by that time it's twenty one to three, and you're just like, I know there's a lot of time left, but man, if we start just, I mean, with our defense, this 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 is surely enough, right? Surely enough. And then, excuse me, uh, the uh, Graylin Arnold interception was the huge return, but good to go up twenty eight to go up twenty eight to three, not twenty one, twenty eight to three, and that's why I'm just like, man. This is this is it. This is it. This is going to be amazing. And then, and this is a part I didn't rewatch the game. I I just couldn't bring myself to. I, I could I, I couldn't rewatch the game. But I've I've heard a lot of talk today, just how the controversial was. And this is I heard Matt Rule was just living on the sidelines. But the, they said that the pass was deflected and that there was no pass defensive holding because it was tipped. And that was I, that's, I remember, I remember doing that tip motion. Cause I saw that from my seats and uh, let's just say I'm not on the sideline 
I'm not, I don't have the uh, credentials yet. So I, I haven't really dug into it because honestly, I haven't just like wanted to like re rehash everything out. And listen, the, these type of losses don't come down to one play, but it just, it was frustrating is because, because then Oklahoma starts to drive and they, they get the momentum. That was the first little bit of momentum. They score a touchdown. It goes to 28-10. And I'm like, okay, we'll get the ball. We run down. I felt like we could have – we we would have been able to score a touchdown, but we had to sell for a field goal. And then we go into halftime. We go into halftime, and the momentum still feels really good. But it was just, it was just a weird play. Just a, whenever, whenever you saw Oklahoma score the touchdowns, and even at then it was kind of uh, – early premonition of how they're going to end up beating us ultimately because that drive with that had that controversial call it was a long drive they weren't doing these huge over the top like just huge explosive plays because we have broken coverage or stuff like that they just uh move the ball steadily down the field and man man it was it was it was demoralizing but you're still up. You're still like, you're like, well, that, I, I remember going in my mind. I'm like, well, it's like we got a, a half of football and we're, we're spotting 14 points. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And it was frustrating. It was definitely tough to watch, uh, but we'll get into the second half and all of that when we get back. But you know what else is tough, guys? That's uh, talking about ED. And talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves for saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we try to avoid it altogether, saying like, oh, I had a long day at work, or Sunny, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it is simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plans if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and most importantly, discreet. Getting started is also simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash lock and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and take care of it, guys. Just go to GetRoman.com slash lock to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free visit. Go to GetRoman.com slash locked. Don't go anywhere. Stay locked on. Baylor, we're going to talk about the rest of this game. Okay. And so, can we just talk about one thing real quick, guys? Before we get into at the third and fourth quarter, whoa, I'm, I was quick to the bathroom line, and I thought it was long, but by the time I got out, it was a sea of guys, a sea of guys, a lot of guys that need to probably go to get Roman.com just to make sure that everything's in line. That's another, you can talk about everything. It's men health. You can get it all in there. Our friends over at Roman hooking it up. GetRoman.com slash locked. Anyway, uh, that was massive. That was massive. And I bring that up because there was a lot of uh, Sooner fans in there that were like, that looked a lot like I did after, at the end of the game, after the first half. They were morally defeated. And there, I mean, there was a, uh, two guys in front of us that were like, man, I, I think I'm about to start looking up early flights home. 
I'm like, well, I don't know if Waco International Airport has what you need for that. Uh, <laughs> Waco International. <laughs> More like Waco to DFW. Anyway, um, but man, it was. It was it was crazy. And I I'm gonna share with y'all something. I I was I I daydreamt us completely destroying Oklahoma. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Sick and bears if you're with me. I just it just made me happy. But even I, after after a dream and everything like that, I was not I was not confident. Not because I didn't have any faith in uh, Baylor Bears or anything like that. It's just like I've I've seen the song and dance. I know what Oklahoma's capable of, and it uh, they could score at a whim. And was really frustrating is just our offense had 16 plays in the second half, and it was just a lot of weird things. And when Jamichael Hasty got that huge run and fumbled the ball right after they they scored the drive, so they they scored. They they went up. They got the ball. They scored a touchdown. And we, it looked like we're, it was, it was really, really strange during the run. All my doubt was, was slow, quickly, not slowly, quickly going away, going away during that 40 yard hasty run. I was like, this is it. We are going to do this. We're, they may throw some punches now, but we're going to throw our punches. And then the fumble happened. And then in my head, I said, oh no, this is an epic swing of momentum because not only did they score late in the first half to cut the deficit, they, they went ahead. Their first drive was a long, powerful drive. And then we fumble huge momentum play and our defense has to go right back out. And that was the story of this. It was just our defense practically was on the field the entire second half. And they played a lot on in the first half too. So, it was it was frustrating. It was frustrating to say the least. And what was really frustrating is that I kept on looking, and they Oklahoma would score, and I'd look at the score. I'd be like, okay, this drive, we're going to do something and just get points. That's all we need. We just need points. And I mean, Taekwon Thornton's drop pass on third down. It just slowly just started to wither away, and even down. What's crazy is that even down to the last drive. When it was a, uh, not the last drive. When it, yeah, the last drive. When Charlie had the ball, I still felt pretty good. I, I still felt that we could score a touchdown. I was like, man, we have a lot of time. This is when Charlie puts everything together and that we come out and get the victory. I mean, I was just like, it was weird. Normally, like the TCU game, every time it was like fourth and six, and I was like, oh no, this is going to be it for the game. It was the inverse. I think I just need to just be be more of a doubter, and that's when our big plays will happen. So pretty much this whole loss is on me. But it was it was a it was a heartbreaking loss, and everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. What's incredible though, it's just how the atmosphere of the stadium was, and that's something that we have to recreate on Saturday. We need to be Texas. We need to beat Texas in a statement win. Go ten and one. Take care of business in Kansas. Go eleven and one and get to the Big Twelve Championship game. That is an incredible, incredible feat. But it all starts with Texas. So the biggest thing that we can do, we and I kind of tweeted out something on Sunday when I realized I wasn't going to be able to record a podcast. I would. I woke up and I was down. I'm not gonna lie. I think uh, just about everyone is, was probably in the same same shoes. I did not wake up feeling 
refreshed to say the least. But it's uh, it, it's time to it's time to turn the page. It's almost like I didn't want to record this podcast like this and just kind of bring up all the plays. But it's Monday, late Monday. We're going to get it out. And the rest of the week, it's moving on on to what we need to do to beat Texas because we beat Texas. That is a program that, I mean, it's Texas, and they have they are they're getting a lot of pieces back this week. You can't sleep on Texas, but playing with the heart that our guys played and having the crowd be as ferocious as it was this past Saturday, there is no doubt in my mind that we will beat the University of Texas, and it will do incredible things for our program. So the biggest thing, I already know, I was already talking to a lot of people. Everyone's starting to get excited. Everyone's coming in. It's going to be a great game. It's already sold out. The game is already sold out. Student sections, tickets went up today. They're probably sold out. If not right now, by the time I'm recording this, they they, they sold out incredibly fast for the uh, game day, and it was, it was a great atmosphere. Um, great atmosphere from the student sections. And we got we got to double it up. I double it up. I mean, I feel like what's crazy is I feel like if if the game like if we didn't if we had if we just kind of let's say we took the third and second quarter and just flipped them and it was just a back and forth game the whole time. I feel like people would be feeling still sad about this, but I feel like they would be like, okay, we're good. I mean, that's that that is Oklahoma. We we probably should have won, but we didn't. But let's go get Texas instead. I feel like sometimes uh, some people are like, "Man, like we gate they they dwell on what we gave up in the in the second half." I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm pretty pumped about uh, Texas. These are two incredible home games, and it's 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 another chance to make some memories. I mean, it was a, it was an incredible atmosphere, and I can't wait to recreate that on Saturday. It's gonna be afternoon game. It's gonna be nice and sunny. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a perfect day. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to talk about that for the rest of the week. We got a lot of other stuff coming uh, with uh, Baylor basketball. We're going to take a look at Baylor basketball. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe some recruit recruiting talk uh, chirping. I saw a lot on the Twitters. All, a lot of recruits were at that game, and a lot of recruits were really impressed with what Baylor did. So we got to rinse and repeat, and this time come focused and with a dub versus the University of Texas. So that's going to wrap it up for this show. We're going to end it there. And uh, yeah, we're going to rinse this off. And it's all positivity. It's all it's all great, great things going forward. We got a huge matchup here, 230 at McLean Stadium. Sick and Bears, if you're with me. Talk to you later.